0: Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest is a three-piece pop rock band from Toronto, Canada. They've got a funky new single called The Way with a sweet music video out now that you need to go check out. And I'm excited to have them on the podcast today. Please welcome new friends. Aiden and Cole, thank you guys for for coming on the podcast, part of, uh, of new friends. Thanks for having us, man. All right. So you guys released The Way, your newest single back in May. Uh, I love that song. I really wanted to ask you about the writing and the recording process. Like, how did you start that song?
1: Yeah. It was like a, a weird experience because we're all from different cities. And I think it was in the summer, right? Um, it was like. Or it was like a school break or something. Yeah, or no, no like I think it was reading, just a weekend. We had like a
2: reading week, I think. Yeah. And we, uh, we took a trip to my hometown. Cause I have like kind of like a music mentor in my hometown who has helped me write with like some of my old projects and stuff like that. Um, So I wanted the guys to meet him. Uh, Obviously we met in college, so they hadn't been to Aurelio, which is the town I'm from. Yeah. And we just went up there and we wrote it in like two hours with this guy. Yeah. And it was just a demo for a couple months and yeah we didn't
1: really know what we thought about it we kind of just did it and then kind of forgot about it
2: yeah and then the summer passed and we went back to it in the fall uh with another producer in london and that's when it started to come together and it turned into this completely different thing yeah what was
0: different about the demo than the uh, final version
1: (laughs) it was uh it was a lot slower and uh the drums were just like some random drum machine that the the producer had. Yeah.
2: it was. There's a lot of bongos in it too. Yeah, kind of sounded bongos.
0: You got to keep the yeah. bongos, man. Yeah. yeah, man,
1: we love. I the honestly bongos wanted from... to keep them, but I think we just kind of forgot because we were just hyped because the song was like so different. As we were recording yeah. it, we were like, "Holy crap, this sounds like way better than it we wouldn't have the, de- the, the demo." <laughs> yeah,
0: man. So, uh, what inspired the music video of Everybody in Skates, and uh, who was playing the keytar? Because were was me. Me. Dude, it was well, sick. we, we, we had just, a
1: different dude. idea at first we wanted to do this whole like one shot thing where one of our professors was like walking down the road listen to it and then uh we just kind of thought it was like way too much to ask for our first yeah. video <laughs>
2: um we had this whole like flash mob idea like that we were going to shoot downtown london which is where we went to school but um the music video came together we got like a grant from our school last year and we ended up getting hooked up with this uh, this director out of LA named Justin Francis. So he flew in to Ontario and ended up like coming and doing like a speech at the school type thing. And then we worked with him for a day. Yeah. So I don't know. The roller skating thing was just kind of.
1: I think one day Aiden was weird. just like, "Oh yeah, we have this. I have this idea," and we're like, "Oh yeah, definitely that." It
2: just kind of fit the retro vibe of the song. Yeah. And there's no actual roller skating rinks in London, so we just use this <laughs> old like shitty hockey yeah like community center which kind of made it even funnier because we aren't a big band so it was yeah. kind of funny that it was run down yeah it was
1: a yeah it was a wild experience
2: crazy day like yeah insane day <laughs> the guitar was from we just rented it from i somewhere. think yeah
1: before aiden was like obviously he's a keyboard player so he's always wanted to try one and we rented <laughs> one like a month prior and it like didn't even work. No, it didn't work. It was a brand
2: new keyboard <laughs> and like yeah. they forgot the batteries or something. I don't even know. We couldn't figure it out.
1: So then we're he was like, "Well, I don't want to just stand there behind a piano." It yeah. would it would have made it look way worse, I think.
2: So we rented one and that one worked. Yeah. And it was a blast to play. I really yeah. want one now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what was the process and like the all of the planning that went into making this? And what was like a really big challenge? on the day
2: of filming that you didn't expect to happen um definitely we did like there was a big team of people behind us but it all came together very last minute like there were ideas that we had in our head that we wanted to do and certain scenes we wanted to have that didn't end up happening because it was all crammed into one fucking day
1: yeah so uh also uh like a month before the director came down he's like oh by the way it was supposed to be a two-day shoot, but now we're just going to do the whole thing in a day, and we're like, oh, okay. It was. Really, I guess this is it now.
2: Yeah, it was really overwhelming, because <laughs> yeah. we had no idea. We don't act, and we didn't... We've never shot a video, and all of a or sudden... Or really
1: planned anything in general.
2: And all of a sudden, it's like, here's your production team. This guy worked on Star Trek, and this guy worked on this, and this guy worked on this, and we're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. And they're just putting us in places and stuff, which was kind of neat, but... um.
1: The day of the shoot was, was nice, though. Because it was fun,
2: and then it was like, oh, yep. I kind of want this to be over.
1: We had we did all the planning, or a lot of the planning ourselves before, and then on the day of the shoot, we kind of just didn't really have to do anything. We just waited around till we were on, on camera, really.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Damn, that sounds very intense. Like, the fact that all of a sudden, I mean, that's your first music video,
2: right? Yes. Yeah so we got like really what a high production big. it was cool yeah. yeah yeah it definitely set the bar for like oh this is the kind of thing that we can do like yeah. moving forward or i don't know
1: yeah it was really uh we kind of felt like rock stars <laughs> if i'm being honest <laughs> yeah it was a yeah. cool day.
0: you guys looked like rock stars i wouldn't have guessed that you haven't done a music video before just like the presence on camera is really good and it's not something that comes easily uh, I think pretty much to anybody. I mean, there's obviously the few that just know how to rock it, but it's it's a weird yeah. thing to, like, be a version of you on camera because even if you're acting in a TV show or a movie, you're usually a character. But yeah, in this case, you're just you playing music, so you're, like, you know, you kind of oh, yeah. maybe have to it's prop even, it up
1: a little bit for the camera. It's even weirder, too, because, like, you're not actually playing the instruments, like... No everything's just the playing the part. song from like a speaker on the other side of the room that's like not really that loud and then so the you're camera just, guys are just it, yelling at you and stuff Yeah, you're
2: like giving it your all like trying to pretend like you're putting on a live show but really nothing's going on except for us like it's like a an air band thing you know yeah. what i mean right
1: and like you're just rocking rock band or something
2: but uh like we were in music school so we obviously want want to do this for a career. So selling it on camera wasn't as hard maybe as it seemed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When you're thrown into it, you just got to do
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all's social media campaign, I thought was really good for it too. And it's something I haven't talked about too much on the podcast, but it is a very important thing nowadays, especially with uh, making music and putting it out there is having a campaign or creating like a world around this song and I think you guys did a great job at that. What was the uh planning going into that and what would be any advice you have for people who are trying to get better at social media for their music?
2: Yeah. Um I think it's different for like each song, you know what I mean? Yeah, or each project, whatever you want to do. But it's so important to create that space for like that bigger area where you can create like a world within your song. Because otherwise mm-hmm. it's hard to just like, it's like, here's just a piece of art and we're throwing it at you. Like with our other two songs, we didn't get to do any videos or anything like that. Well, we could have, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just being a young, younger self and not really knowing what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and never having put out any music, we just kind of threw it out there hoping people would like it.
1: Yeah. The good thing about, too, is Aiden was in a, a little band in high school before us, so he kind of knew what he was doing on the marketing side. So when we came, I mean, purple candy, we really didn't do much. But after the two song, the first two songs came out, we were like, "Yeah, this is not. We aren't kind of, we aren't joking around anymore." Mm-hmm. So and we had the video, and we did a couple photo shoots for it and stuff. So
2: one, the advice I think I would give is like, find your niche. Like find other bands that you really like and target their fans yeah. because that's like that's how you're going to create a new following when no one knows who you are. You're going to, Oh, you like this band? Well, you might like us. And yeah, it was kind of like that. The funny thing about the way is we put probably the most effort we could have into that song and into the marketing. And it is our least streamed song, <laughs> yeah. but that like, you know, that doesn't really matter to us or it, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of like a lottery machine go- on Spotify. Now the algorithms hit when they do and it's whatever, but um, I think going forward we want to have that kind of marketing for pretty much every project just because we obviously care about that piece of art a right. lot in the moment and it's important to be proud of what you made and make yeah. others kind of notice that, you know?
0: And it's good to set that bar early with the music video, with the campaign, so you know now you know uh, what it takes to do all that. And you're only going to get better yeah. each single you do or each project you put out after that. And as far as you were saying about, you know, the lottery machine of the algorithm with Spotify and all of that, I've talked to some artists and, you know, we we say like, yeah, of course you want the streams and you want all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it is so much of it is a lottery. And you just have to look at at creating the music as the accomplishment as the Mm -hmm. dream you know like you're doing this you're putting out your song you should just be happy that you get to do that at all and all the streams on the side are you know they're on the side it's just a perk exactly i would
1: i would say uh like when we were recording this song that's what i love about the music and releasing it is like the feeling we got when we were in the studio like when the song was like almost done and you're just like wow we just created this like crazy song Mm -hmm. this crazy thing
2: every song you make should feel like your best song yeah when you're done you're just like that is our best song it's not your best song but in the moment it should feel like your best song exactly um and if it doesn't feel like that we usually move on to something else and maybe Mm -hmm. we come back to that demo but uh we try not to think about the streams too much we we each have like there's like these spotify for artists or apple music for artists can't like apps you can download as artists to see like who's streaming and where they're streaming and how many people are listening right now. Yeah. And it became like an addiction for a bit that <laughs> yeah. he had to delete the app. He's just so like, I, I, I've I kept been looking it. at it
1: every day and it's just like this, I, this is not why I should be doing this. But it is definitely exciting
2: seeing mm-hmm. like those numbers and seeing your audience grow and getting on playlists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, just being focused on the music we're making and you know, doing that is more important, I think, than the actual numbers. Exactly. You need a healthy
0: balance, you know. Yeah, for yeah exactly, yeah. man. So you guys, I read, were uh, separated over the summer. You were not able to jam together. Uh, yeah. One, how did you get the creative juices flowing while you guys were separated? And what was it like when you finally got back together and jammed for the first time?
2: Well, we were going, like, full tilt on just either making music or... Like, trying to do stuff every day for probably a year. Like, that was our last year. College was last year. And then all of a sudden, pandemic rolled around. And it's like, okay, well, we're finishing school online. And then then what? So we yeah. went home for the summer. And we had, uh, we signed a lease for a new house in June. But none of us were really planning to be here in the summer just because COVID. And it was just a weird time. There wasn't really anything to do in London. Yeah. So we kind of just took like a, we're just like, let's take a few months off and we were each making little ideas here and there, but like not, we weren't even talking that much, which was kind of nice because we were just able to step away from something that we were doing every single day and just take a break. Like I went out to British Columbia and spent the summer there and worked and just hung out and relaxed. And Cole was at home. And I think Stefan was in Windsor. Mm hmm. So when we finally got back to London in September, it was like, Oh, I'm so fired up to do this again. Yeah. We and, were really
1: ready to just like start something.
2: Yeah. And um we have uh one of our classmates and now good friends yeah. who's working on, he's actually sitting on the bed.
1: <laughs> we were waiting to bring him in.
2: <laughs> Yo, this is what's Conrad. Uh, the man yeah, this behind is the Conrad. Curtain. how's it going? Yeah. yeah. So um yeah conrad has his own solo stuff that he does but he's also a really good producer and we love co-writing with him and stuff like that Mm. so once we got back to london we were just like yeah let's get to work so he's been here every other weekend working on new tracks and yeah i don't think any of the creative juices went away you know what i mean it was just like
1: i would just just... say we took a break from just music in Mm -hmm. general at least i did
2: yeah And I think if you do too much of something, it just. Cause we did, we
1: pretty much just did music for two years straight while we were in college. Yeah. And that's all we kind of did. And then we had a bunch of big projects we had to do, which were also music related and playing and stuff. So it just kind of took it out of me. I don't know. For me, at least. It's
2: just like any artist. It's like you're on tour. If anyone's on tour for a certain amount of time, they just want a couple months of a break. And like I've seen that in my favorite artists where I'm like, holy cow. Like I don't know if you know uh, Greta Van Fleet like that like Led Zeppelin kind of sounding band but they were going hard on the touring for like 2 years straight and they were having to like cancel shows because the singer's voice was just giving out and it was like not just one show like five or six shows yeah i was like fuck like that label must have them just grinding every day yeah so like something like the pandemic as terrible as it has been
1: <laughs> yeah
2: could have been a nice little break for <laughs> something exactly. like that and just to have some downtime and you know Revamp. chill out i guess yeah <laughs> recharge yeah yeah so. exactly it's
0: good to take that break and come back to it later with like a fresh set of eyes and ears exactly mm-hmm. but now we've got some demos in the works and we are really excited yeah. about the new yeah theater. i was yeah. gonna ask uh saw pics in the studio so is there new music coming along soon yeah um
1: yeah we really honestly um, we don't really know exactly what the plan is yet mm-hmm. right now we're just kind of just Making songs, I don't know. Having yeah. a good time, I guess.
2: There's songs that we really like that we know are going to be out, but yeah. we just don't know when. We don't really have the, uh, the vision for them yet. You know, yeah. like, as songs progress and you start to get a couple songs in the works, that's when it's like everything on the creative side starts to come together too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that point to start, but it's not there yet. Um, but we're working hard, and uh, I think we have some, some stuff that'll be... Exciting to share with our fans,
1: yeah.
0: Nice. Do you have a tentative uh time period where you think you might be putting it out?
1: <laughs> I would say, I don't know, ne- uh, sometime next year, I guess.
2: Yeah, it'll probably be early, earlier like, than
1: later, definitely.
2: Before the spring, I think, yeah. will be the first single. But uh, we've said stuff like this before, <laughs> <and> it's completely <laughs> off, so I don't
0: That's know. That's how it goes, we'll see, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, new music next year. That's gonna take us over to the last five. I'm just gonna ask you five quick questions, and we'll be out of here. All so, let's do it. All right. Number one, in the studio or
1: playing live?
2: Hmm. We Honestly, don't have... I,
1: can, I can't really say this, but we have I've never really played live before. Aiden has, yeah. but we've um, done
2: like we've only done like two shows as, or one show as new friends. Like we have been strictly a studio band.
1: Yeah. And then
2: we were starting to come, like, towards the point where we were going to play live, and then COVID happened, so.
1: But we played, uh, yeah, we played a show for our school. We had this big final project, and, like, once once I played my first show, I guess, I'm kind of itching to get out there, so.
2: Yeah, it's definitely live for me. Like, playing live, there's nothing better than that.
1: It's a pretty crazy experience. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm
0: sure it's a little biased, too, because you're always in the studio compared to yeah. you know, yeah. once yeah. or twice playing live. Exactly. Right. But we want to play the songs that we made, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. You want to play to the fans. <laughs> All right. Number two. What's on your musical rotation right now? Oh.
1: oh, right now I've been honestly my big band for the last like little bit has been uh, Coin. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're really sick. Corn is great, and they keep putting out bangers. Yeah, the two um, new singles from Valley I've really enjoyed. Yeah, we love this band called Valley from the Toronto area. Yeah. They're kind of like our musical inspiration a little bit, like, or at least the creative side for sure. Mm-hmm. They just do a hell of a job marketing their music and creating yeah. a world, like you were saying, for songs and projects. So we really look up to them.
1: Um, the new Justin Bieber music yeah. is pretty crazy too.
2: Yeah, that song Lonely. Yeah. Phineas is also someone we really like. His yeah. writing is cool. And like Phineas Phenny is Blanca. crazy.
0: He's only like twenty-three and he's done everything yeah. he's done already. Oh man, that family.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Pretty intense. Oh, and the nineteen seventy-five. These guys keep uh making fun of me because hey, I liked them, I, but I, I not never as li- <laughs> <much as them. laughs> I never listened to them when I was younger. And then for whatever reason this past year I just got like crazy into them. So
0: Dude, I yeah. uh I'm a big nineteen seventy-five fan. I saw them. For the first time, I didn't know who they were. They opened for the neighborhood. And oh, wow. uh, the when only song this was, I mean, it might have been like 2012. Uh, yeah, it was,
2: thats crazy.
0: they only had chocolate. That was the only song somebody know, would know. Chocolate and <laughs> sex, I guess. Um, but yeah. they fucking killed it. And they, like, nobody knew who they were. I only knew that one song and it was so cool to see, but it's just weird to think like they were in such a small venue opening for the neighborhood. Right. And now they're, you know, arguably way
2: bigger than the neighborhood. And Dude, it's crazy how it works. Like, um, I saw Logic, uh, the rapper, when he was like really small, 500 person room. And two years later, he was selling out Madison Square Garden. So, yeah. music industry is weird. Yeah, like, it's honestly crazy. Things can happen really fast, especially, especially streaming in and stuff. Age Yeah, it's weird.
0: And it's like, it does happen really fast sometimes, but it's such a slow build over time. You know, it's It's like, but then it's just one thing that like sends you over
2: the edge. Yeah. Actually a good story for that. I have a good story for that. Yeah. We had a prof, um, Conrad, I need you for this. The Lizzo thing, the Lizzo story. Can you tell the Lizzo story?
1: Oh yeah. Can you, can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we had an option because we have guest lectures to come
2: in and one of the options was yeah we have this uh, girl who's starting to be an R&B singer and you know being in you know the mu- new music wave we hear so much pop R&B that a lot of the people voted like nah we'd rather see like a rock band and then Little did we know that a few months later it was Lizzo who was supposed to come in, and everyone voted for a rock band to come. in yeah. and then, oh That was a big God. slap to our face. But uh, like, you learn, you live, and you learn. It's yeah, a fast I remember industry.
1: him talking about he we he played her Crazy. a live show from her like one of her earlier shows, and he's like, "I'm telling you guys, like this girl is gonna be huge," and we're like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. And She's she pretty good, up. but whatever." It was and, Truth
2: Hurts. I think was yeah. the song he showed us before it was big. Yeah. And so all fun. of a yeah. sudden, that was like the Now anthem he's laughing in our faces, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? She won like how many Grammys
0: this year? Yeah, no no that's pretty yeah. Crazy. crazy. Amazing. All right, let's go to question number three. Who's your dream artist or producer to work with?
2: Mm. Hey, artist, this you, is, this is easy for me. Um,
1: uh, the reason I pretty much got into music was John Mayer, so that is oh, definitely the yeah. answer for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. What's your, like, favorite John Mayer era?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, it really, like, depends on the day, but I loved Continuum at first. And then uh, stuff just grows on me because then... Born and what, raised. Yeah, later in my life, born I was like, raised, born and yeah. raised is incredible. Yeah. And then I, for a little stint in my life, I loved uh, the new album, The Search for Everything. So
2: Yeah, that's incredible, too. Um, producer, I've always wanted to work with Mark Foster from foster, foster the people the
1: People, yeah i love foster the
0: people
2: uh i think he's such a sick producer man and i think max martin would be cool but probably never actually as
1: a as an actual producer i would say uh one of my favorites right now is jack antonoff oh yeah he's yeah. worked with um... he's, Dude, he's from he's the everything. bleachers That's crazy or yeah. Bleachers, yeah he just did the new uh, taylor swift album or some of the songs off yeah. of it yeah folklore yeah. was crazy yeah
0: my uh, yeah. my best friend Valeria, shout out, she took the, the <laughs> all the artwork for the Taylor Swift album,
2: actually. Holy cow, really? really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just a quick wow. shout wow. out to her. I loved how that album just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was so good.
1: I heard that she didn't even tell the record label until like five hours before she was releasing it that it was coming out. Dude, I, I have
0: no idea. That would be insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, number four, uh, what do you think is a perfect album front to back?
2: Oh jeez. I love these questions. Dude, um, I'm glad. I love asking interesting <laughs> this questions. This is rated a uh, left Dude, field and I know Aiden go. won't
1: agree with me, but uh Yeezus by Kanye is like one of the top 5 albums for me 100%. I love all the songs <laughs> on that record.
2: There. Why is it the why is it your favorite one? literally cuz every I'm song is thinking. incredible.
1: I don't yeah. like I don't know. It's like I'm not like a huge rap guy either. But like every song I listen to on I'm like jeez. This is honestly incredible. Jesus
0: was my uh, my first Kanye album I actually ever listened to, Front to Back. That was the first one, which was such a weird introduction to yeah,
1: Kanye. Yeah, I would agree with that, probably. I don't think I had listened to all of his songs on one record from any of his other ones.
2: Mine is going to go in an acoustic route. Um, <laughs> Passenger, All the Little Lights. That's oh, 2013 or 12, or maybe even before that. But that was... The album that i was like i'm gonna do music for the rest of my life for sure wow every song on that album Deep. is incredible man when i heard let her go for the first time i was just like holy shit and then i looked into his stuff and that record was so good um not really i don't listen to as much acoustic anymore i'm really into pop now and stuff but uh i still throw that on all the time the writing is so good I love
0: an album that you can listen to, like, 10 years later and kind of have a different appreciation for it, you know? Like, now that Mm -hmm. you've gotten into music, you hear the songs differently. You think about how he arranged it, you know? As opposed to just enjoying them as songs when you're
2: younger. That's the cool thing, too, is, like, because our parents brought us up on, you know, like, rock and roll and stuff like that. And when you... Now, like, looking back into some of the writing that I didn't really understand back that like, a band like The Cars... I really admire now even more because just how good the writing was like the song let's go or like my best friend's girl it's so cool so pop and you hear a lot of those types of melodies and um things in like new indie pop songs and stuff like that so
0: i think of that stuff with like tears for fears like like that was a band i just knew you know shout i think i heard it too many times and i was over it and then my dad got it for me on vinyl recently. And I listened to the whole thing front to back. I was like, these guys were on some other shit like in the
2: eighties. <laughs> Crazy dude. Um, there's a new 1975 song. Uh, what is it? If you're too shy.
1: Yeah. If you're too shy to let me know, let
2: me know, which is a sick song, It's incredible. you can hear so much tears for fears in that song. It's like, okay. It's insane. I haven't heard that one. Listen, listen to, to the, listen to uh, the, listen to the guitar tones. You're just like, yeah, they're wow. incredible.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. Uh, Fifth question, and then we're, we're done here, is what's the next piece of equipment on your wish list?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've just recently almost got a job, so I've been thinking about way too many things to buy right now. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I want to finish my pedal board. Okay, yeah. What do you need? Um, all, this, all the Strymon pedals I can buy and afford. All the, all the Strymon pedals. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah,
1: he's the gear geek. I'm a geek, super. But... I've also been like, I'm not even a keyboard player, but I want the uh, the Prophet uh, yeah. Rev Two uh, by uh, Dave In Dave's Instruments, Dave Smith's Instruments. He's the original guy that made that built the Prophet, and he just kind of like reissued them, and they sound incredible. I would and love the like, nice cool to have a synth. <laughs> Even though I like can barely play the keyboard, but. <laughs> yeah, I'll play it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, Aiden? Oh, dude. I don't even. I do want to profit as well, but. Uh... Hmm. The kid loves the roads. The Mini Moog would be nice. Mini Moog would yeah. be nice. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as into gear as he is, <laughs> but I love a good synth. So... or fat bass. We're experimenting with a lot of sub basses in the new record so yeah. or i shouldn't cool. say record i don't know what it is <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: whatever it is tunes i yeah, guess yeah, yeah.
0: nice i yeah. always think sense can make uh, a nice record even a little bit
2: nicer definitely
0: awesome well new friends aiden and cole thank you guys for coming in and talking with me chatting about uh your new song the way <laughs> yeah what was his name sorry conrad conrad <laughs> conrad. conrad what's up uh, thanks for joining us man uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on and talking with me, shooting this shit, and uh, I'll have to talk to you guys soon. Dude, yes, thanks thank you for very much. Us. This was awesome. Anytime, On babe. that note, <laughs> we shall see you later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll check you guys later. All right, see you later. See ya. Bye.